I've spent the last 30 years of my life as a dental professional, not just cleaning teeth, but educating patients about their oral health and how it's connected to their overall health. It wasn't until I got divorced and started working with a mobile dental company traveling to schools that I saw with my own eyes how bad the cavity situation actually is amongst our children. And it's heartbreaking to me, especially knowing dental disease is 100% preventable with proper daily home care. I've made it my mission to bring awareness to how we can change our mindset about our mouths and establish healthy habits that will keep our kids engaged and empower families to take the chore out of daily brushing and create fun memories and cavity-free kids. My name is Sherry Wirtz, and this is Healthy Mouth Movement 411. Join me and be part of the solution. Together, we can battle plaque and make a difference. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement podcast. Today's guest is Angie Stone, and she wrote a book called Dying from Dirty Teeth, Why the Lack of Proper Oral Care is Killing Nursing Home Residents and How to Prevent It. And she is amazing in what she started. She did research. Um, and she also kind of lived what was happening, and that's why she went down the road that she is. She also is the founder of High Life, and she's created a network of dental hygienists that can help this growing need with a growing population. And so, Angie, thank you so much for being on this podcast, and I can't wait for you to share all of your knowledge with us. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me and for being interested in, um, in my passion and um, in our mission. I, I so appreciate your time. So tell us a little bit about um, kind of your history and why you started this and what people should look for. Because I've been talking mostly to moms with little kids and saying this is what you should look for in your little kids. But at the other end of the spectrum, we need to take care of our um, older population. I know my parents are aging. And so I think this is information that's important for them to know as well. Yeah, so it's really fascinating um, that uh, we don't really talk about the oral health of our elders. I mean, a, a lot of people like yourselves, I mean, we're all concerned about the children and rightly so, um, because we have to take care of these little kiddos because they don't, they don't know how to do this themselves, right? And right. so that's our, our job as parents um, to, to make sure that they're healthy. Um, and as a dental hygienist, I mean, obviously that's what's drummed into our head, right? Prevention and, and kiddos. Um, and, and as you mentioned, um, Sri, there's these, this other end of the spectrum that I don't think that we're really well-versed in understanding their needs, um, particularly as they, uh, if they begin to have any um, cognitive, so brain issues, right, right, that can prevent them from either remembering about their oral care to do it themselves or if they just can't do it, if there's some physical ailments that they're unable to maybe clean between their teeth or they're, they're unable to hold their own toothbrush. Um, and so um, I also was unaware. Uh, I mean, as a hygienist, I mean, we see older people come in right from nursing homes and, and um, typically, and I think that you would agree probably in your experience that we see these folks and their oral health is not good. Yes. Right. And so typically what we do as hygienists is we get upset and we will um, sometimes write notes back to the care community 
and say you need to you know brush this person's teeth better or you need to do this and that's like the extent of it well that was all fine and good until um guess what one of my loved ones ended up in that situation and i'm like oh my i started to learn i mean it was this environment of these um care communities and when i say care communities i mean um skilled nursing facilities which is what you would traditionally think of as a nursing home right, right. um assisted living and then uh, memory care. So that's uh, all encompassing when I say care community. Um, I didn't understand why the oral health was not being taken care of. But um, when my mother-in-law ended up in a skilled nursing facility at the end of her life, I got it because I saw firsthand. Um, number one, there, are, there were no dental professionals in that building ever, right? Right. Um, and so if the, if the person couldn't get out to a dental practice, they were not having any kind of professional care. And the care teams are so overwhelmed and under, you know, underpaid, overworked, understaffed, and undereducated um, in the area of oral health that my eyes were just so opened. And um, to make a long story short, my mother-in-law likely died from what was going on in her mouth. And I couldn't do the first thing. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's just sad. I'm sorry that that happened, but um, I worked in a nursing home when I first um, graduated hygiene school and um, before that doing physical therapy. And I mean, they, the, the care that I saw back then, um, brushing their teeth is definitely not something that's happening on a daily basis. No. And it's like, um, when I talk to, uh, family members, right. Of, of the people now we, we have a service that we, that we do this. Um, uh, and, uh, the, the family members are like, wait, what, what do you mean? They don't really take care of the teeth. And when I talk to people out in the world, they're like, what? And I'm like, they, they don't do it. Um, and, and maybe they attempt, um, and what they're doing isn't, um, it's not effective, it's not adequate. And people are like, well, how can that even be? So the analogy that I like to use is, and, and some hygienists are like, well, what we do is more important than that. And I'm like, I get all that, right? But, um, so, but you think about this analogy. So people that work in these care communities, specifically the nursing assistants, they're the people that are tasked with all of these activities of daily living and all of this caregiving, right? Right. So um, think about when they give these people um, showers. They wash the hair, right? They wash the hair, but they don't cut it. They don't perm it. They don't style it, right? right. There's someone specifically in that community that those people see to get their hair cared for because it's a higher level of care than what the aides are able to accomplish. And that's the same thing with oral health, right? right. I mean, they, if they, if they do something, it's very basic that you will usually hand the toothbrush to the elder and say, here, brush your teeth. Um, and, and that slays people 
And I'm like, but you don't, they don't understand like I didn't understand. They don't understand the environment. Well, and the problem is the elderly, when they get to that point, are like little kids in that they, they're not brushing well and it needs to be done every day. So um, I don't know what the answer is to that. You're absolutely right. And so um, what I was able to do, and I know you had told me that you interviewed Shirley Gutkowski um, last week, who, by the way, oh my gosh, hygienist extraordinaire. And um, she is the reason that I um, even am doing what I'm doing. We connected over a weird way. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> and um so what, what she and I did uh, many years ago is um, we developed a situation, or uh, um, not a situation, but uh, a research project, a, a study of sorts with xylitol. And I see you have your clear nasal spray um, in the background there. <laughs> um, and uh, so what Shirley did is design a study using xylitol, and we were we want what we wanted to do is see if the xylitol could help reduce the plaque and the bacteria on the teeth without having to burden the nursing assistants with more spent more time spent with oral care and it absolutely worked that's awesome. um yeah it's it's really really awesome and, um, and then after we did that research and had it published, which was a huge, um, huge thing to have it published in a peer-reviewed medical journal, um, we then found, or surely found research noting that if a professional, a dental professional, i.e. dental hygienist, um, brushes someone's teeth once a week, once a week, we can reduce the cases of aspiration pneumonia and we can improve oral health. So what we've done is we've coupled the xylitol use and the weekly brushing by a dental hygienist together. And um, that's our protocol and we're able to um, keep these folks dentally healthy. So if you have a loved one in a facility like that, you can hire a dental hygienist um, to do that, go in once a week? Absolutely. Do you, do you have a program, like because there's not enough dental hygienists right now doing all this, do you have a program where like um, someone could take a course and help their loved one? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so so um, you mean like a, um, a course where a, um, like a daughter yes. go and help once yes. a week? Let's say if there's not um, a dental professional in that area, what could someone do to help their loved one? Well, I mean, so I think that you've just, you've just enrolled in my course. Yes. Um, and so the course is not, the cool thing about the course is it's not really dental hygienist um, specific only. So, I mean, I've never had anybody, um, I've never had what I've deemed a care champion. Um, care champions are usually the daughters, <laughs> just by the way that goes. Um, I've never had a care champion want to um, learn how to do this themselves. However, if there were one, um, they could certainly take the course and learn all the ins and outs of, um, of this. And of course, if someone was interested in doing that, they could always reach out to me um, and I could you know, coach them through that. They wouldn't have to take the course. 
Um, but I mean, we could certainly, you know, have a conversation and, and talk about um, how to do it. It's not, it's not difficult. It takes time and it takes an interest, right? It takes an interest. And um, from my experience for the last many years, um, nursing assistants would rather to change diapers than be in someone's mouth. Um, it just, the mouth is just something that's foreign to them. People spit if they don't want their teeth brushed. People bite if they don't want their teeth brushed. And quite honestly, um, I think that what happens is, um, I always hear too, oh, they resist. They resist. They don't want oral care, so then we can't do it. And I'm like, no, no. So if they resist you changing their diaper, do you just leave their diaper? Right. I mean, do you just leave them sit like that for the next week because they don't want you to do it? Um, but that's really where a hygienist, um, that's where we shine, right? Right. I mean, it's where we shine. We know how to get in people's mouths. We know how to communicate with people. We know how to love on people um, so they can feel that we care for them and, and, and that um, my ladies who do this, they can take their time. They're not rushed. Right. You know, like, oh, I've got to get 14 things done in three minutes. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, it's, not so just it's, go in, it's not just go in and brush in three minutes and be done. It could take an hour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could, it could take, you know, um, most of our, I think that it, uh, usually it takes 15 minutes uh, to 20 minutes. Um, but the cool thing is, is that the relationships that my, what I've deemed they are hygienists, um, they're not doing dental hygiene when they do this work. They are being a caregiver when they do this work. Um, so I, uh, the people that work for me are called oral care specialists. Um, and so my oral care specialists develop relationships, both with the person they're taking care of and with the family. And it is, it's magical. Um, and so, I mean, they get to take their time. I mean, once a week, if they, if they want to spend 30 minutes, um, because they have a connection with this person, I had one hygienist who used to be a CNA, a nursing assistant, she would go feed her, um, the, the, one of the gentlemen she took care of, she would go feed him breakfast first because she wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you get to and connect. then she would brush it's his teeth. Connecting. <laughs> connecting for sure. And now during this time with all of this COVID, all of our care communities are on lockdown and we're not being allowed in. Right. And so um, we have family members that are like, oh my gosh, you know, we miss you guys. And, and my ladies are missing the clients that they care for. They're like, man, just let us get back to see our elders. Um, well, and this is affecting our elders because of their <laughs> immune system. So yes. that's why it's so important. And I think oral care is just kind of glossed over and people treat disease. They're more likely to go to a dentist when they have a problem. They're not as likely to um, go the prevention route. Absolutely. And the other interesting thing is that um, there's, there's no real pay source for prevention. Right. You know, and so when we go, if we go to skilled nursing facilities, um, which is, which are typically, not always, but typically Medicare and Medicaid funded, um, 
there's no pay source for taking care of someone's oral health so that they don't get problems. Um, so that's a conundrum as well, right? And that's why it's neglected because there's not a pay source and people need to right. earn an income. That's right. That's right. So um, our services are private pay, um, but I've tried to keep it very reasonable. Um, and as we've heard a gazillion times, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? right. Um, and so if we think about um, an elder in a care community or even who lives in their own home who can't get out and about, you know, easily, think about um, trying to get them to the dental practice. Think about trying to get them, particularly someone who has Alzheimer's, think about trying to get them to sit in a chair in a place that's unfamiliar and numb them up and use a drill in their mouth. I mean, it's a nightmare. And so um, preventing that is key um, so that we can just keep them in their own surroundings. So we don't have to do all of this invasive treatment. I mean, you're shaking your heads like, Yes, it's everything we stand for, right? It's everything we stand for, but I think awareness is the is the issue, which is why I started the Healthy Mouth Movement, because uh, to bring awareness. And you know what? It's not glamorous, and it's not something that you're getting paid for, and I've had a lot of blowback from people that are helping me. It's like, you know, you can't make money doing this. I'm like, it's about creating a movement and changing the way people view their oral care, because we're not connecting our mouth to the rest of our body, and we spend billions of dollars in healthcare, and, and if we take care of our mouth, <laughs> yes. Oh, geez, you think that uh, the situation in my mouth could um, worsen my diabetes? Um, yes. Do you know that diabetes, um, on average, costs a gazillion dollars a year in medical care? And if we could keep the mouth clean, we can lessen those costs. And I could go on and on, right? Yes, I mean, yes. it's like, okay. man, there's so many connections. Um, and if we can keep the mouth clean, aspiration pneumonia almost always comes from the bacteria in the mouth that's inhaled to the lungs, and then we get pneumonia. A case of aspiration pneumonia costs about $30,000. So if we put a hygienist in each care community, and we prevent, which we would, if we would prevent two cases of aspiration pneumonia a year, our salary is paid. Correct. Yep. And we're not taking people in and out to the hospital. They're staying where, and oh, it just, it just doesn't make sense why people don't get it. <laughs> The money, the money that would be saved on healthcare if we started um, paying more attention to our mouths is crazy, which is another reason why I'm just shouting this on the rooftops and getting out as much as I can because it would so decrease the healthcare costs, the burden on the healthcare systems, our, our insurance. Um, you know, I mean, don't get me started with dental insurance, but it hasn't changed in the 30 years that I've been a dental hygienist. So you still get the same benefits and yeah. This, that's a whole nother issue. I know, man. We could talk for like five hours, right? We could, we could. But, but my goal of this podcast is to get the information out there, let people know what they can do, let them know how to get a hold of you, how to find a hygienist, let hygienists know. I mean, your course is under $200. 
So it's yeah. worth it to get this information and even just have it. And, you know, if you're a hygienist and just wants to supplement your income or transition out of hygiene, this is an amazing opportunity that you've created here. Yeah. So the course is 149 and there's three CE credits. So, you know, for, for, for the dental professionals, I mean, you get CE credits, which we need for our licensure anyway, and you get great information that you can use in your clinical practice. It's great information um, for when your loved ones are aging. Uh, so there's no, there's no downside to it. Um, and, and so, um, they can, people can reach out to me at info, I-N-F-O, at highlife, H-Y-L-I-F-E-O-H-A.com, and that will come right to me. And our website um, is highlifeoha.com. Perfect. That's yeah, awesome. So people can, can go out and take a peek and at least see what we're doing. Um, and, uh, if anybody has an elder, um, and if they have any dental questions, um, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm a certified dementia practitioner, I'm a certified caregiver and a dental hygienist. And all of my ladies that work for me are all of those three things as well. Um, and so what I've tried to do is create this, this professional, that is the best situated to take care of the oral care of these elders. Yeah, it's a great community um, that you've created. And, um, you know, I can't, can't wait to finish your course. I'm kind of in the middle of it because I just found you. And so this Yay. is like a whole new world for me. And I'm just so happy to get this information out and have you on here. And thank you for being a trailblazer and just following your calling because this is so needed. And I mean, it's going to, our, our elders, there's going to be more baby boomers getting older that are going to need care. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and you know what? Guess who that next generation is of, of people are going to be in care communities. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, right. So you want somebody to be able to take care of you. Oh my gosh. It's like, we've worked so hard. I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the last year of the boomers, right? I was born in 64. Um, so we have a whole, uh, the boomer generation, the early ones, um, not as much, but the, um, the later boomers, we've done a, a really great job of taking care of our teeth, you know, and we're the first generation that's going to come into these care communities with all of our teeth. And that's going to pose, that's going to pose an interesting issue because we, I mean, we're used to people coming in with dentures and partials and we're not coming with those things. Mm. And so everything that we've done to keep our teeth healthy is likely just going to um, decay out of our heads. If there's not people that know how to take care of and how to take care of an implant, right? Yep. <laughs> no, no nursing assistant knows how to take care of an implant. They don't nope. even know there's an implant. They wouldn't even know there's an implant in their mouth. Correct. Yeah. So we need people that have a higher level of education and that's the hygienist. Yes. So, so yes, if you would like more information, please get a hold of Angie, get a hold of me. I will hook you up with Angie and um, just spread this information, share this podcast. If you know someone who um, is in a nursing home 
or you have a friend that has a family member in a nursing home because this is really important and it's going to be important as our um, population ages. So Angie, I want to thank you so much for um, being with us. Absolutely. I would love that. And let me just give a phone number in case um, everybody isn't um, using the internet. So phone number to call if you have any questions, 608 884 Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Healthy Mouth Movement. Together, we can reduce dental disease. Yes, it is a disease. Cavities, gum disease, and gingivitis are all preventable, but only by you at home. Together, we can engage our kids and create good oral health habits because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life.